0: Good morning. Thanks for joining me on the Meg Ellison show. If you've missed any of the conversations during the course of the four and a half hours of programming gold, you can always go out to wsau.com and every conversation, every segment is podcasted on our website. Joining me this morning from my home state, or I don't even know if I call, I I keep saying my birth state because I really think of Wisconsin as my home. I've been here for more than 15 years. My husband and I, I would say, raised our children here in Wisconsin. They were very young when we moved here. So I would say my birth state of Minnesota, uh, Carl Williams, and he is a teacher in a school district which is combined with, and I'll let him share it with you. I know that they they call it BBE, and that probably doesn't mean anything to you anyway, and I'll give him the opportunity to to describe specifically where in the Twin Cities or where in Minnesota he's located and uh, what his future plans are with regard to teaching in Minnesota. Good morning, Carl. Thanks so much for joining me this morning.
1: Good morning, Meg. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate
0: it. Well, you know what? I'll tell you. I read. I read about your predicament. I guess I don't even know if that's the right way to characterize it. Uh, <laughs> in In Alpha yeah. News, uh, Liz Collin, who is a friend of mine from Minnesota, that has that is an amazing journalist. She interviewed you and and, and wrote this uh, this story. And I thought, you know what? I wanted to reach out to you and and talk to you about what you're seeing in Minnesota because I've heard from now more than i want to say three people independent conversations that have said minnesota is about 10 years or i maybe i'll, I'll say it this way wisconsin is about 10 years behind minnesota in terms of what has happened to that st- our you know our birth state and and what yeah. what uh yeah. what we are what, you know what you are facing what the the uh, citizens of minnesota are facing and it really it breaks my heart so let's start Carl, by talking about the school district that you are in, and I, I mean, I hope that it's okay. I mean, maybe you don't want to say specifically, but, uh, um, you know, it's up to you. I guess you could say a part of the state where it, where it uh, is located.
1: Yeah, I, I teach at a school district called Belgrade, Bruton, El Rosa. Uh, three little towns, uh, like 700, 700, and about 350 um, in central Minnesota. So if, a, if somebody can have a, a, a map in their head, we are northwest of the twin cities about i would say about 70 miles 60 miles northwest of uh minneapolis saint paul um and we would be southeast of alexandria minnesota Um, so it's a small rural um, community um, out in the heartland of minnesota and um, i've been there for about 11 years now
0: so and and as we established when we spoke um Uh, about you joining me you are are, you were born in minnesota and um, but left for a bit to for your profession to teach in other states and and i but your most recent teaching experiences have to do or are currently here in or i should say there in minnesota is that correct
1: yes yeah i um when i first started teaching this is my second career i started out as a as a machinist actually working um Working at a factory in, in Mankato, Minnesota. Um, my first, my first opening, my first position was down in Missouri. I taught at a, at a Lutheran high school down in Missouri, um, and I did that for six years. My wife and I and our four wonderful kids were down there. Um, our youngest son, just a, as a kind of a funny aside, our youngest son was born in Missouri, and so we always call him the foreigner because <laughs> he was born in. Because he was born in uh, Missouri, um, and did he so did he root it. for the
0: Kansas City Chiefs the
1: other day? You know, you know what's funny? He says I'm over it. I want the Niners to win. Wow. It's, <laughs> so, yeah, but it, it we, we give him a whole heck of a lot of fun. You know, we, we give him some grief because he um, he doesn't have a southern accent, so we we're like, you sound kind of strange for being from Missouri. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> um, so we were down in Missouri for six years, and then um, we moved c- closer to home. We moved to a southern um, Southern Iowa city, and I taught there for five years at a public school there. And then I've been um, here for the last 11 years at BBE and, and have truly loved my experience here at uh, in teaching at, at BBE.
0: So uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, as I recall, your a high school teacher, and you teach science.
1: Yes, yes, I am. At our school, there are...
0: Talk a little bit about what you, the decision that you have made to leave Minnesota. I mean, that's pretty significant. Pretty. I mean, we we, my husband and I left Minnesota more than fifteen years ago. He he got transferred. He worked for a ins- big insurance company, and we got relocated to Central Wisconsin. But um, you're not moving because you are relocating per se because of uh, the. Uh, company that you're working for, but uh, unfortunately yeah. you're relocating because of really the, the the standards and practices in the Minnesota public schools.
1: Yes, um, sadly. Um, uh, this Minnesota has always been on that cusp of being progressive, as as we could say, and they've always kind of like eatered on the edge of pushing the envelope towards the progressive side. And just recently, um, Governor Walls appointed a new uh, board of, and I cannot remember what they are called, but they're commissioners for the Board of Education.
0: A bureaucrat.
1: Uh, a bureaucrat. Yes, a whole ton of bureaucrats. That's exactly right. That are that are not um, they're not beholden to the state of Minnesota. Um, Minnesota is basically ran by three counties. All the rest of the counties are, um, they bleed red, um, and only like three or four counties in Minnesota are blue. And so its uh, we're ran by the metro and everything else. Uh, uh, Governor Walls said, yes, rocks and cows uh, <laughs> out here. And so that kind of tells you what, what the thought process is. Um, and so recently um, they started developing new standards and practices that all teachers had to follow. And they do that, they update every now and again, and and it's part of teaching. You know, we're always kind of like taking these new objectives and these new standards, and we're always kind of like tweaking what we do in our classroom anyways. It's no big deal. Um, but the new ones that came out, they really started to push um, some standards that are very difficult for me to follow, um, th- Thankfully, my pastor he had a Bible study on it, and he said, "Look at what's coming down the path." And we have four teachers in our in our church, and he said, "Look at what's coming down the path." And so there was the standards are quite a bit more progressive than even Minnesota is uh, is normally at. So, for example, it's um, Pushing transgenderism. So not only do I have to be, not only is it being mandated that a, a teacher has to, like, be good to these kids, which is just normal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course you're going to love these it's kids. a human that's, being. Yes, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I, I love all my students, right? Um, but but we have to affirm them and be uh, be an advocate for them um and and say that yes that is the right way to go. Um, same thing they, they just passed a law the law Min- in the state of Minnesota that um, we should allow boys in the girls' bathroom or that girls should be in the boys' bathroom or that uh, feminine hygiene products have to be in the boys' bathrooms um uh, amongst other things they want us to push um, diversity equity and inclusion studies. stone tied around your neck and jump into a deep ocean than it is to lead a little one astray. So in all of my decisions in the classroom, I want everything to be up above board. You know, I want to be able to look at the kids and tell them the truth. Tell them a data-backed truth that is not going to lead them thinking uh, one way or another, right? And so... We looked at it, and I dove deep into it. I, I actually read the bill. Um, if you ever want to fall asleep one night, <laughs> some light reading, you can read this sixty-page document that has the the new um, education reform bill that is in Minnesota. And um, and yeah, they it it every class has to teach it. Um, we have to in- integrate it into all the curriculum. The State of Minnesota is going to hire um, individuals that go around to make sure that the teachers are are teaching it, that it's in your curriculum, that is in your daily work, or uh, in in your in your lesson plan. And um, the scary thing is, is that that's coming, like you said, it's, it's it's bureaucracy, where it's my opinion that the school boards, right, the individual school boards, should have a greater say in what is happening in their individual school districts. But this is coming top-down where I don't see a way that a um, conservative-leaning school district, like the one that I I teach in, it's a great school district, great people. Um, The tide is such, I feel, like they... They won't be able to to do anything about it because uh, the state of Minnesota is tying in uh, the relicensure of a teacher. Come twenty twenty five, the relicensure of the teacher is is tied into saying Gosh. that yes, I am going to teach these standards.
0: Gosh, Carl, it's it's really. It's so, uh, you know, I, unfortunate it is not it doesn't characterize it quite well. But, you know, a, a number of months ago, I had a behavioral, a child behavioral psychologist as a guest on the show. And we talked specifically mm-hmm. about this topic because, uh, and I don't know how aware you are of what's going on in Wisconsin, but we thankfully, for the time being anyway, have a Republican majority in our legislature. And they have been working oh. on bills to protect well, children. Pardon me. You're jealous. Don't be. I'm, so, I'm so jealous. Be, yeah. Oh, don't be because we've got the worst governor uh, ever. I don't know. He he probably ties Governor Walls for one. We call him Governor Veto. It's a Democrat, so oh. we have oh, this God. we have this divided situation. So yeah, it's it's not oh. it's not that great. But um, this behavior child behavioral psychologist, we she and I actually met at the Capitol, um, because there were hearings about. A number of bills that the Republican legislators had uh, authored in order to protect girls and young women in, and really children in uh, the in the public school system, and then just from what what I would characterize as the trans industry. And this behavioral psychologist characterized uh, what uh, you know it, it is it was it has always been known uh, gender dysphoria. Is a is a mental condition, and uh, and her her line, which I think is really applicable, is you can't treat a mental illness with a scalpel. And I, I guess yeah. I'm curious about the policies that the state of Minnesota public schools have adopted with regard to children that have mental illnesses. Do they just allow those children to continue? Uh, in in whatever mental illness they have, let's say they they are uh, they are exhibiting signs of uh, uh, an eating disorder or they're cutting themselves or I mean, there's all kinds of mental disorders. Do they just do they just uh, do they, do they encourage that type of behavior as well? Because what I mean what they are doing in encouraging, I mean in, in really forcing teachers in the public school to deny, reality, I mean, and I mean, I think it's really telling that you as a science teacher are being told to deny science. I mean, this the funny saying about uh, chromosomes, (laughs) XY, you're a guy. I mean, it's that, it's that straightforward. But yet you're being asked to, as a science teacher, deny science, deny biology. Well,
1: I think it's crazy. Um, So there is a... uh, there's a mental disorder called body dysmorphia. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, and body dysmorphia is a mental illness that is that has the individual that is suffering with it convinced convinced that they are born with one too many eyeballs. And so, if they're born with two eyes, they look in the mirror and they're convinced that they have they're born with one too many eyeballs. And, and And so they will go out and they will find a way to gouge out their own eyeball. Yes, you. You I, I, My mouth
0: is and, hanging open. I'm shocked yeah, by this
1: yes, yes. Um, and or they they think that they're born with one too many fingers or and obviously i'm I'm saying this not as a way of of just as an illustration right? sure and and I don't think the state of Minnesota would push a science teacher. That has a student with body dysmorphia to say yes. Here's a spoon, you know, um, to to remove something, and that would just be horrifying, right? And in and in my mind, it is the same. It is the same thing. It's it's right along the same lines because once it's gone, it's gone, right? I mean, if we um, if we allow individuals that have this mental illness um, the, uh, gender dysphoria. Um, if we allow them to remove their own body parts, obviously they're, they're having it surgically done, mm-hmm. but then it's a, it, it, it's a non-reversible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I look at it that way and I'm like, or somebody like, I mean, all the ones that you, you listed are exactly right. Um, so did your lady, um, did the, did the psychologist talk to you? Uh, there's a psychologist by the name of Jordan Peterson. Oh yes, um, he's, Canadian. He's a he's a, yeah, he's a Canadian, mm-hmm. and he um, I I listened to him quite a bit, mm-hmm. and he has a friend that has worked in a um, g- gender dysphoria um, clinic for years and years, and he said ninety percent of the people that come in. Ninety percent of the people that come into him with uh, with gender dysphoria are sealed with treatment, and with um, with, with treatment, ninety percent of them are 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 treated with this, and then ten percent turn out that they are leaning more towards the homosexuality. So this is this is something that is like this is a mental. Um, a mental shift in these individuals that we should we should feel bad for them. In, in my mind, this is a you know this is something that they struggle with, right. just like anxiety, just like depression. This is this is a major thing that you don't you don't treat anxiety by telling the person, "Yes, your life is terrible." Right. Th- this is just not. This is not, just not the appropriate way to go. So so I think we can draw parallels that way. Um, then chromosome-wise, if we have a little bit, um, chromosome-wise, um, I told the story to Liz. I have a good friend of mine. She, is, um, she has Turner's disease. And Turner's um, Turner syndrome, my bad, I'm sorry. She has Turner's syndrome. And Turner's syndrome is a sex-linked um, trait where... a Female only inherits one X from, from the from the conception, and so everything else is just fine. But instead of being XX, she is simply an X, and um, and she presents herself as a female. She, I mean, everything she is is a, is a female, um, and she, she, she's married. She's living a, a normal life, and she considers herself to be a female. Um, but when you look at and you uh, you talk to people that are, are activists for the transgender movement, they will use that kind of a situation as he, it's fluidic, it's non-binary, and that, and that is statistically, if you look at it, Meg, I actually did the research because I'm a geek, right? I'm a science nerd, and I and I look at stuff, and I'm like, I want to know the truth, right? You know, and, and so like, in America, zero point zero zero five percent of people are born with that sort of chromosomal um, abnormality, and so the, and it's, it's the same thing as there's a there's a syndrome out there called um, Klinefelters and where that is XXY. And so it's a male that's born with an extra uh, Y chromosome. And once again, that's only like .004. Um, and so where those people are, those people are significant. Those people are important. The, the, statistical, the statistics tell us that that is not uh, a, a big enough statistic who even say, "Hey, let's we have to have a new policy over that, right?" Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Oh, um, yes. If, if, right. If you're looking at a, a yeah. You're looking at a data-driven scientific study. If I saw something, and I teach my kids this, my students, um, if you see a data that is .005, we're going to look at that as what's called an, an anomaly, mm-hmm. and 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 if it's anomalous, the we take it into consideration but it's not something that we're going to base results on
0: well it's and to norm to attempt to normalize it i mean it's yeah. it's it's not and and really um i guess give more people the affirmation that that it you know that that they, what they're going through is 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 normal is not is not helpful to them. I mean, I you know I think yeah. Carl about uh, I don't know if you've heard of the young woman named Chloe Cole, and there are more and more young people that are suing those that performed this these uh, life altering, body altering surgeries on them, and they are filing these lawsuits against them because they what they needed instead of having their um, bodies carved up and put on these powerful uh life-altering drugs is they needed mental help they needed mental yeah, they, health counseling
1: they needed love yes that is exactly right they needed they needed the adults in their life mm-hmm. instead of to use them to further a, an, an ideology mm-hmm. they need love from somebody that cares I, I i don't know meg i have i have four children with the stove, right? I mean, to make the decision on how to use the scissors, you know, that that kind of thing at, at 10 years.
0: The son uh at i think it was either age four or five we have a picture of him he decided he was going to be a chinese chef at at, at, you know, at age four and so he wanted to uh, us to refer to and you know we try, i mean we, we went along because he had a vivid imagination but then i mean very quickly after chinese chef then he decided he wanted to be be referred to as bucket and that was you know that's part of part of kids imaginations is that they they go through things like that but i mean as you said the adults the adults in a young person's life need to be willing to show them enough love and sometimes sometimes um the truth sometimes hurts or i mean we we have to be willing to to show them that whatever they're going through we're going to be in a loving way get them the help that they need because when they are older and able to make these types of decisions for themselves, they will either look back and wonder why didn't you stop me from this? Why didn't you prevent me from this? Or yes, yes. and you know, or the alternative, they have made this horrible decision, which is is irreversible, and they, there's no way to go back and change what they have done or what they have. You know what a medical professional has done to their bodies
1: And sadly, not only are it, is it irreversible, there's a ton more evidence that is coming out that the medications that they're giving them, and you said it exactly, these powerful chemicals that they're throwing at these kids they, they are actually deleterious. they're actually harmful to the body in the long run. Um, they do all sorts of things to, uh, the heart, and to all sorts of um, body systems. So, yeah, not only are we not helping, but there is a good possibility that we are we are putting them at a um, at a huge risk medically in the future.
0: Well, yeah. well absolutely, and and really their 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 bodies are still developing, and the the evidence is suggesting that these powerful drugs are are harming their, their development and harming their bodies. I mean, I've read stories about the, 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 the bones uh, are not fully yeah. developed at the age in which these medications are being prescribed, and, and their, their bones are not developing properly, and they, have, they will face health issues and health crises for the rest of their lives as a result of having been uh, prescribed these, these drugs. Well, Carl, I'm over time, and you know we. Oh. <laughs> you, know, you know, what I'll say is, how long do you have? Because would you be willing to hold over? Because I really would like to talk with you about the decision that you made to leave Minnesota and, you know, where you're going to go. Do you, do you have time to hold over during the break, and, and we can resume our conversation?
1: I would love to. Mark. Okay.
0: That'd be great. Excellent. Yeah. So hold tight. Uh, t- Minnesota teacher, soon to be no longer in Minnesota, Carl. Williams is joining me, and we will continue our discussion right after this break on the Meg Ellison Show on WSAU.